so today is June 25th. And I, as many of you know, I'm from a town called Monroe, Michigan. And this is an important day in the town of Monroe, Michigan every year. Because this was the day, probably few of you know, but it is the anniversary of the Battle of the Little Bighorn, which was General George Armstrong Custer, where he and the 7th Cavalry were struck down by a larger, much larger group of Sioux and Cheyenne warriors in Montana in 1876. So what is that, 147 years ago. Seems amazing that just that short a period of time, this was an actual battle. Well, anyway, I'm from Monroe. Um, I lived on South Custer Road. I went to, played baseball in the Custer Baseball League. Um, my girlfriend lived on North Custer Road. I was always on North Custer Road. We went to Custer Elementary School. So you can get an idea that it was focused on Custer because he was from Monroe, Michigan. This is where he was from. And it's interesting because this passage is about fear. And I always wondered when I went to the battlefield a few years ago, Father Dan, Father Allen, Brother Allen at the time, and Father Dan and me were traveling up to Montana. And we were going to Black Eagle and we went a little detour to go see the Battle of the Little Bighorn. And what's interesting is they had the soldiers buried on the exact spot that they fell. So they were trying to um, maintain a hill, the high ground, as the warriors were coming up and they were overwhelmed. And I, I could not help but thinking as I was standing there, the fear that they must have had. Because at that point, when they saw the number of warriors, they were outnumbered. Um, I think it was 5,000 Sioux and Cheyenne warriors to 200 and some American soldiers. So the fear must have been beyond extreme. And I'm standing there, literally, you are able to go at the battlefield right to where, the, right to their graves. So I'm, I'm saying a prayer for the repose of the souls of all, Native and the soldiers who may have died unprepared. Uh, war is never a good thing, but a lot of times there's, there's a belief that no greater love hath a man than to lay down your life for another. And in some sense, all of those warriors and soldiers laid down their life for another. They were, the natives were trying to protect their homeland. The soldiers were trying to bring um, the American uh, culture to that region. And, and so it just, it was very surreal standing there um, and uh, being there um, on, uh, on that battlefield and thinking of the fear that they must have had seeing these um, so, uh, warriors coming up the hill knowing that they were going to die. Now, sometimes we can be prepared even if it is for a short moment. Now, we just heard in the second reading about death, death. And so as you're on that battlefield, you're surrounded by this memory of death. And the, the reason that, that it struck me is because what is the greatest fear? Jesus just says, fear no one. Only fear those 
and, and who can hurt the soul. So Fulton Sheen said that, and I, I thought this was very wisdom, he says, the greatest fear we have is death. And he said, the reason we fear it is we haven't prepared for it. And he says, the reason that we don't prepare for it is we're not thinking about it. And so he said, think about Lent. Lent is really a preparation for death because what are you doing? You detach from things. And that is what death is. Death, you have to turn everything in. Everything has to be turned in. Your money, your house, your car, your job, everything. It's turned in. You turn it over, you're done. And, and, and so the reason that we fear death is because we're holding on to this stuff. We don't want to let it go, Fulton Sheen said. And so as I stood there in that graveyard thinking at least these men may have had a split second to prepare for death. And sometimes that's all it takes. And then I think back to, it was a pretty tough time for me between 1993 and 1994. 1993, just a couple days ago, I honored my grandmother who, who she died by suicide 30 years ago last week. And it was a short time afterwards. In fact, tonight on this evening that my best friend in the whole world, Nick Rafko, was at his fiance's house. And it was June 25th, 1994. And he was leaving her house. And it was just after midnight. So it would have been technically the morning of June 26th. And he was killed on North Custer road. And my biggest worry for Nick was did he have time to prepare for death? He was hit suddenly by a car that was not, did not have its headlights on. And every time at night now that I come to an intersection, you know, sometimes we have a bad habit if it's night and it's pitch black and you're somewhere out in the country, you just glance to your left and and if you don't see a light, you turn. And I think that's what happened to Nick. I think he got to the end of the road, turning on to North Custer, and he just may have glanced to his left, didn't see a light, and started to turn out and was broadsided by a car that was going at a high rate of speed that had no lights. Nick was a brother that I never had, and I'm offering the Mass for him. Some of you have heard me say that I had three best friends growing up. I was blessed enough to have three best friends. When I was very young, I had a good first best friend named Steve Middleton in Holly, Michigan, and he, was, he died by alcohol um, in an accident as well. Then there was Nick, who was my best friend in junior high. How times have changed. We used to go on overnight. We were in sixth grade, and we would float down for miles on the wilds of the river, camp in the islands there in the, in the middle, spend the night by ourselves. Sixth grade, we'd meet strangers. We'd, it just times, sadly, have changed so much in such a little time. 
And Nick was my very best friend. We played high school football together. And Nick died in this auto accident. And then in high school and beyond, my best friend was Bob Brandt, who was like a brother to me. And he died of heart failure. And so I really have never allowed myself to become close to someone quite that way out of fear, out of fear of losing them. And so when I then went to work at American Axel as an engineer, I became really good friends with a good friend named Carter. Well, when I was ordained to the priesthood in 2014, I can't imagine it being anything other than a wedding day. Never in my whole life have I had all the people I loved at one place at one time. I had my friends from my old business. I had friends from high school, from college, from North Carolina. They were all together. It was the most amazing moment of my life to be able to have all my loved ones there. And Nick's mom came. So did Bob Brandt's mom, the ones that were my best friends. And as I was giving a little talk at the ordination, I said that Nick was my best friend and then Bob, but they had died. And I said, and now my, my best friend is Carter. And he's like, don't say I am, then I'm not going to make it. <laughs> and, and it's funny because we have a fear. Nick was a very special, special guy, a blessing that few people have had. Um, not only was he the most popular guy in school, um, he went to the University of Wisconsin and was the starting linebacker for the football team in the Rose Bowl. Um, you don't get those honors. His sister was Miss America. And I always smile because she was our babysitter. And not too many young boys get to say they were babysat by Miss America. And um, the family just was such an incredible family. And when I feared becoming close to anybody because it seems like whenever I did, I lost them. My grandmother, then my three best friends. I realized I had a fear of death. I realized that death had a grip and it was fearful. And what is our Lord telling us here? We don't have to fear. We can open our hearts because as Fulton Sheen said, we haven't detached. If, if we do two things in this life, you have nothing to fear. And if you do start praying to St. Joseph, who is he the patron saint of? Happy death. St. Joseph, pray to him. He is our patron of a happy death. But if you do two things, two things, you have nothing to fear. One, stay in a state of grace. If you stay in a state of grace, because remember, the only way that you are lost, the only way you die is to die in an unrepentant state of mortal sin. That's the only way your soul's going to be lost. And Jesus gives us the remedy, even if we do fall, to get out of that mortal sin, the sacrament of confession. You've heard my talks. It's totally scriptural. It's completely biblical. 
And that's the first thing we need to do. One, stay in a state of grace. Two, maybe in some ways a little harder, detach. Detach from the things of this world. Do not hold on to them so tight that you fear death because you don't want to let them go. Nothing is ours. Everything that has been in our life was given to us. We are simply stewards. We are not owners. Just like the Bible says, he was, the king gave the talent to the man, expected him to do something with it, and then he was going to be asked to give it back. And that's what they did. Your life was given to you. Your children was given to you. Your spouse was given to you. And there will come a day you'll be asked to give them all back. And that will be the moment of your death. Whether or not you're holding on so tight to your money, to your pride, to your power, we have to let go. Our pride can follow us all the way to the grave. You know, in fact, back to General Custer, many scholars say that the reason he died was his pride. Instead of waiting for Reno and Benteen and the reserve soldiers that could have aided him at the Battle of the Little Bighorn, he wanted all the glory. He wanted the headlines. And he charged ahead from, well, actually, up until he got to the hill, and, and then realized, uh-oh, my pride got me in a little bit of trouble because then he was outnumbered. And so if we can let go of those things we're holding on to, if we can detach, and that's the purpose of purgatory, not the forgiveness of sins, it is the detachment, letting go of things that we are holding on to, whether sinful or even not sinful. Something as simple as our pets. I get the letters all the time, Father, if, if my dog is not in heaven, I'm not going. Don't fall into that trap. Don't do it. We have to let go. And when we let go, after having been in a state of grace, you have nothing to fear. We just heard the reading in the second reading about death. We just heard in the gospel about fear. Fear of death is the greatest of all fears. But with the grace of God and the sacrament of confession, nourished in the food of Holy Communion so you can keep your journey of life going, and then detaching from this world so that we're not holding on to anything, that we get angry, that we have to let go at death, but we gladly turn it all over to God and put ourselves in his hands. We have no fear. The Bible mentions 365 times, do not be afraid, one for every day. And so today, let us reflect. This is a day, in anniversary-wise, it has a lot of death, being from Monroe, Custer, and the 7th Calvary, being the best friends of Nick Rafko, who on this night left, never figuring he wasn't coming home. And yet, at the same time, whether prepared for death or not, we always, in a way, want to be prepared. So even if death comes and we're not expecting it, we are ready. So please, get to confession. Stay in a state of grace. If not, get back to the confessional. And detach. Let go because you're not going to be able to take anything with you 
after you die, except your love of God and neighbor. Nick, I love you. And Nick's family has missed him for a long time. They will be reunited with him one day. I can't wait, I hope, if I can remember myself to stay in a state of grace and detach to see Nick again. And when we played football together, we always had each other's back. And so somehow I feel right now, he's up there, he's got my back. And so remember anybody today that you have lost, lost to death, offer them up in this mass because they'll be grateful to you and you'll be grateful for their prayers from heaven. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Are you enjoying this podcast? I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit divinemercyplus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's divinemercyplus.org. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.